Hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to another week of The Breakdown. Woo glad to be here, man. Me too. It's so exciting. On this rainy afternoon. Oh man, we got rain, we got snow, we got it all. It's kind of all over the place. How are you doing with the time change? Um, That may be why I feel a little messed up. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I have been feeling very messed up the last couple of days. You're answering my question, I'm like, contacting people say can we set up a meeting can you talk well, honey what's going on with me <laughs> mm-hmm. no for real it's um i i was i was talking to alex the other day and i was like how come it's like every year it doesn't get easier no because we're living a lie i oh <laughs> and my my brain is so attuned to waking up to this certain uh frequency of light oh wow yeah yeah are so you an alarm guy i do set an alarm but okay. but naturally i'll wake up at a certain level okay. of light okay yeah i don't have a light thing i have like this internal thing that has really kind of worked spiritually over the years that's oh. the only way i can say it and some people think i'm weird and i really don't care you'll tell yourself when to wake up it's not me i feel like i have asked the lord over the years okay and i feel like he starts stirring at a certain hour that i'm hearing from him and that's usually the time. So it doesn't matter what oh, it is. Oh, that is so cool. It is. And I'm not trying to, I'm just saying like that is literally what it, what's worked out for me, which I, I, my whole point about living the lie is like, I am extremely confused mm-hmm. as to what the real time is. Mm-hmm. And then I think, well, it's all a guesstimate anyways, right? Because it's all on the sun and yep. we're the one that are marking these, yep. these pinpoints. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only verse that keeps coming to me is, I think it's, I think it's from Psalms. It's from the rising of the, of the sun, sun to the to going. The setting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You're the name right. of the Lord is to be praised. <laughs> I might be singing the song. Do you remember, do you remember that song? I do. Yeah. From the rising of the sun. That one? Yeah. By Stephen Curtis Chapman or no? Yeah. Okay. One of those. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's where he yeah. starts off saying 6.30 Sunday, a Monday morning. Yeah. I'm laying in my bed saying, what just happened? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know. I feel like the time change has thrown us off yeah. a little bit. Um, it actually is associated with a lot of cardiac issues. Your body adjusting to this. Here comes Nurse Luke. Yeah. Are you for real? Yes, that's why. That's why there's a big push to kind of get rid of it. I thought we were. I, I was told, and I'm just going to say I'm going to throw this out there because it's probably fake news. Um, I was told that this would be the last year. Yeah, they've been saying that for a while. So. <laughs> okay. There is, I guess, there is a, a. It would have to go through Congress. So, oh man, I think there is a bill in in place right now. My kids love to tell me that uh, it was Benjamin Franklin who suggested the uh the daylight saving time mm-hmm. so okay yeah. that's awesome hey all right good old ben i know thanks ben appreciate all that and i think they learned it from national treasure so <laughs> the movie so. yes <laughs> so hey listen other than the time change i will say this that my family actually was able to make it to church on time on sunday awesome regardless of those that is things. impressive i think so i think anytime you get more than yourself out the door mm-hmm. that's a win right mm-hmm. <laughs> So we hope that uh, you're doing pretty well with that time change and not feeling as thrown off as Luke and I. And if you are, I guess that's, hey, that's just par for the course. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, I can adjust to this. The sun is, is really what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Amen. nice spring and Amen. a nice summer. So yes. praise God for that. Um, well, hey, I wanted to get into a few things here. We have some stuff on worship that just, you know, we've been having these. I, I feel like it's always power packed. Yeah. But there's been, there's been, I don't know if you would agree, so I want to ask you, would you say that you have, have experienced more of a tangible presence of oh, God? Oh, absolutely. And I think what's been actually really cool for me on a personal level. Yeah. Um, so as, as, you know, as you guys know, coming to church, like I, I sing on worship mm-hmm. team at times. Uh, for some reason, the last couple months, 
Um, I've had either scheduling issues where I wasn't able to make it on the weeks where I would have been assigned. Okay. Um, so a lot of the weeks that I've been here for the last couple months, I've been singing in the congregation. Yeah. Um, and it's been so cool to be part of that. And, yeah. And I really felt like the Lord was placing me there on purpose it's good. to like really see like what was happening. I mean, you, you get that when you're singing on worship For team sure. too, yeah. but there is like more of a, okay, there, you, there's a role that you're, that you are uh, fulfilling for the worship time. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in the congregation, it has been amazing to really feel how each week the Lord is doing something different. I know. There's a focus of, of ministry of what he wants to do in the room. Um, and it's, I, I, and I've sensed this openness. Mm. Um, I remember, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Not this past Sunday, the week before I just got this sense of like the presence of the Lord in the room, but it was like flowing from the back to the front. Yeah. And I think sometimes like we feel like, oh, it goes from the front to the back, you know, the worship team and all that. No, it's, it's, it comes in from all sides, That's right. That's but it, right. it can, it roll. It was like, I was like, yeah, I just get this sense of like from the back to the front. That's so good. Um, and then uh, for a little bit. Uh, on Sunday, I was in the back of the congregation, okay. and, and it's like, and you still feel the presence of the Lord mm. there. You know, I I like to sit up front usually. Yeah, yeah I got you. But and you wonder like, what what's it like in the back? No, I know. Like, it's the same. Yeah, and it makes sense because it's the same God at the front. That's right. And the back of the room. That's right. It's really encouraging to hear you say that in terms of breaking things down because a lot of times we'll talk to people and they'll say, oh man, there's just too many distractions back there. So for you now saying, hey, even in the back of the room, you're still getting that same presence. And I will say, mm-hmm. I might be walking you know, while worship is starting or I have get called out or go out yeah. with kids and I'm coming back and you can just just experience it from, yes. from a whole other mm-hmm. wing coming yeah. all the way back. Yeah. So it really is awesome to see what God is doing. Well, because no matter your physical location, the Lord will always answer the question that we ask in our heart. Yeah. That is, Lord, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, that's and it. And what what is it that you want me to see? What do you want to do in me? And then what's my role? Because mm. I think some Sundays it's like he wants you, there's a role that he wants you to play. Yes. And then there's some Sundays where it's like, okay, I'm here because the Lord wants to do something particularly in me first. Yeah. You know? That's so good. And Luke, you know, I wanted to bring up this concept and this time frame of worship because I wanted to talk a little bit about distractions in worship. Mm. And that kind of leans into one part of Pastor Zach's message yeah. where we're not just spectators. And no, one of the things, no, no, no. One of the things we have to understand that you just brought a really good point to us, being in the congregation, sometimes we may think, oh, if I could only be on the stage, if I could only experience that, you just literally proved to all of us like, hey, the Lord is right there, going to meet you in the back, going to meet you yes. in the front, going to meet you on the yep. sides. Yep. And you can have that experience right there with the Lord if you're a participant mm. and not a spectator. Correct. Yep. And the problem with the time frame that we're in, and Jamal shared this several weeks ago when he taught, uh, when he preached on a Sunday morning, he said, some people are just coming for the show, yes. you know? Yeah. And, and we're watching a groundswell right now. You've got revivals popping up all over mm-hmm. the nation and around the world. So yeah. people's ears are attuned, right? So there's like a turning mm-hmm. toward the Lord. And so there may be some things that are happening and people are just looking, they're wondering. Some people may show up by accident, may show up for the show. Others may just have some motive when they're coming in. It could be a good motive, right. but something starts to happen. And I think, you know, one of the things I wanted to right. just raise is like, hey, what do we do when distractions are happening mm. during worship? And, and I would just encourage us all to whatever the distraction is, it's supposed, that's what it is. It's a distraction. Yes. Right. It's to move right. our attention off of the Lord right. 
and to get us focused on the thing, which is probably not what God is doing. Right, right. And I, I think it's, it's important for us to under, to, you know, we, we might not want to think about it this way, but when the, when the Lord shows up, because he always does, yes. um, the enemy will also try to show up too. Yeah. Um, now the Lord will always win. He does. And that's why we don't, we don't operate from a place of fear. Yeah. Uh, you know, we operate from victory because yep. Christ has a victory, not us. Yeah. Um, but it's learning that that discernment. Yeah. And that's the same discernment that's supposed to be carried out when we're not here. That's right. Too, because worship is an ongoing mm-hmm. act. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah. On Sunday, we get a chance to do to practice that with us. You know, corporately. That's right. But it's supposed to be an outflow of the worship that I've already been doing throughout the week on my own, with my family, with my friends, in my workplace. Yeah, which is where you and I have talked about before. Hey, practice. Practice your worship at home when nobody's watching. Practice your dance. I know this, this week in particular, you know, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise Amen. is what the scripture says. And I just knew that this week I was really dealing with some things coming in, as happens time to time with all of us. Yeah. And I just, I didn't necessarily feel like dancing. I didn't necessarily feel right. like getting that song right. out there, but it's not about how I feel right now. No. I'm going to lift up a song and I'm going to lift up a dance. Right. And it's about bringing all of me yes. to the Lord in that moment. So yes. even those heavy places, yes. I bring it I to bring him. I bring them. I know. And, and if it means that this week I don't, I, I don't feel like jumping, that's fine that's because right. there's no one way that's of right. looking in worship. It's, mm-hmm. this is our time to with each other, yep. you know, to serve one another, but also this is our time just to be vulnerable before the Lord. That's it. And if we're all doing that, this is where it comes into participation and not being right. a spectator. Mm-hmm. We're not here looking for a show and right. for a great, uh, even something great to happen. Right. That's not why we're showing yep. up. Yep. That's, that's what we're getting. At. That can be an entertainment. That's why I go to Correct. a sports game. That's Correct. why I watch the movie. Right. I'm looking for the climax. We're coming as participants right. to to allow the Lord to move among us because he inhabits the praises of his people. Right. Where his spirit Amen. is, there's freedom, there's liberty. Right. And, and, and when you're on the stage, you also have that or, or more have a more visible role. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're serving as, as a greeter, you have you have to make this choice. Yeah. Am yeah. I am I part am I a participant today or am I or am I a performer? Yeah. Right. We have to. It's always about so choosing good. participation with yeah. what the Lord is doing, not a performance. That's good. Not focusing on the expectations of others. It's what I'm here to participate with the work of the Lord. That's so good. And that's really all the Lord requires is to get in alignment with how he wants us to participate mm-hmm. that day. And he understands and we should be gracious with one another right. to understand we're all having different days. Right. 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 And so on a heavier day, your participation may look a little bit different, but your vulnerability and transparency may be what your neighbor next to you right. needs. Right. And well, I would just say on that point of, oh, go ahead. Well, because I think it's funny because like if, if it's about performance, <laughs> then that changes, you know, our entire, you know, mm. measuring stick of on who we pick for certain roles. Yep. Right. Because there are people who are more talented in certain areas. So mm. if it's all about just having the top talent. Yep. Well, then that that changes things, but it really it's about the heart. And, yeah. and you know, God sh- shows us that, you mm-hmm. know, he looks at our heart and that's how he positions people is based on, on our heart. That's so good. So just kind of putting an end cap on this thing that hit me right before we went on the mic, it's just dealing with distractions and worship and really getting our focus on the Lord, keeping our mm. focus on the Lord, because anything that's trying to distract us is trying to derail us 
and the corporate movement of what God is doing. Amen. And to understand that I'm a participant in that and I'm not a spectator. So I actually play a part in like, we're not even going to entertain that right now. We're just going to keep our eyes on you, Lord. You're moving among Mm -hmm. us and we trust your Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's just something that was kind of resonating with me as we went through this past weekend. And then obviously, you know, the, the message, here we are back again. We say it every week. I said it to my class at School of the Spirit. I've been saying it. God is speaking something right now. We're yeah. back in Ephesians 4, looking right. at this fivefold, and there's a reason. And I will say, one of my favorite parts on Sunday that I'm still mulling over is I, I'm, so, I'm so ordered and kind of structural. And so if Paul is writing in Ephesians 11, he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That's just the, the framework. I'm going to read them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love that Pastor Zach kind yeah. of presented yeah. us with this idea of how how might you first encounter? Oh, I loved that. This too. was so good. It was really cool. It's very ex- um, you know, like walking us through that experience. Yes, the progression of hey, you may actually be here today because you were evangelized or you encountered the gift of evangelism. Somebody preached the gospel to you, mm-hmm. right? And then if they were doing their job right, they would have brought you to the pastor. Right. You would have come to be a part of a church and that pastor who ultimately knows it's not just all about, you know, petting you and, and encouraging you, but there needs to be some training. So they would bring you to the teacher. Right. And again, we're looking, we're breaking it down to a progression, but all these things can even happen simultaneously. They do. And, and, and they do. Yes. They do happen simultaneously. But uh, I think it's, it's important for us to understand because uh, they are presented as these specific gifts. Yeah, yeah. So, and as we know, like certain people um, may have, may be called to uh, operate in a role that emphasizes right. um, one gift may be stronger than the others. But again, a healthy believer, as healthy believers, we should be desiring to be equipped by all the gifts. And yeah. that's, and that's the whole point of that passage yeah. is as we progress through this, we become equipped yes. with the grace that comes from that gift, the understanding so that we can then go out um, and fulfill the great commission. Yeah. That, that, it's so good too, because I think I, I've had a lot of course correction in this past week. Not a lot of course correction, but this past week has got me thinking, we have been in our class, Life and Ministry, we happen to be hitting the same point mm-hmm. of looking at these gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher that Pastor Zach has been in teaching the church. And I would typically look, and I even preached earlier this year, that you know, not everyone is going to be an apostle. Not no. everyone's going to be a prophet yeah. or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. And, and while, while there may be some truth to that, what I'm actually discovering is that we may not all hold the office of that, right. what, but we all could operate in those mm-hmm. areas of apostolic, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Right. We could have those exactly. giftings coming out of us exactly. as we're yeah. equipped. Exactly. So it should be no surprise that, hey, I, I, I'm all of a sudden, like I, I've been coming to the Lord, I've been coming to church, and I've been growing in a greenhouse, and now I'm like sharing Jesus with mm-hmm. my friends at work. Amen. You're doing the work of an evangelist. And you don't have to worry about, oh, am I an evangelist? Like God will make those things clear over time, but you're actually operating in a gifting that Jesus left for us. Exactly. Well, we're all called to the Great Commission, yes. which is evangelistic. Yes. So yes. yes, in that sense, we are all evangelists. Right. We are all to be equipped. But that's the thing. Like maybe I don't know how I'm to do this. That's it. 
Yeah. Well, then I go to an evangelist. Correct. Or or the Lord brings an evangelistic teaching to yes. me. And then um, you know, I'm I, I'm like, okay, that's it. I get that. And then maybe I walk with a pastor and I say, How do I walk this out? The pastor shepherds me in that. Yes. And then we walk that out. But it's that's the whole point is filling in filling in these gaps. Yep. So, and I, I, I just want to start from, if we can just like start at the beginning of the message. Um, the first quote that Pastor Zach um, made was, he's, and this was the quote of the week, um, it's, we are called into a participation in ministry, which is proportionate to the measure with which we have been equipped. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot in there. that statement. Yeah. Bottom line, it means from the day of your salvation, Mm -hmm. from the moment of salvation, Mm -hmm. you are equipped. Yes. Right? And I I kept thinking of that verse where it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. There you go. At the moment of your salvation, you have everything that is required to overcome. Mm -hmm. Okay? So anything else from this (laughs) is just, you're just going to grow in in God's grace. Okay? Because... From day one, you have overcome, and the enemy will always try to get you to think that you still need more, that you need to do more, you have to learn more before you can overcome. This is, this is so good, Luke. I mean, I'm, I'm on fire right now because that's what I'm saying. There's almost a greater revelation that I'm starting to see now as I understand because I've typically looked at these gifts as really just offices, and I've been compartmentalizing them. You know, hey, these are offices, right. and some people function in these roles. But this whole point that Pastor Zach was bringing out, I immediately went to what happened to Paul on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. So after he had that encounter with Christ and then he's waiting for three days, you know, um, when when he when the scales fall from his eyes, when Ananias comes and prays over him, the scripture says he immediately went out and started sharing what the Lord did immediately. Mm -hmm. And some would argue, well, Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees, a Hebrew of Hebrews. But the truth is, what he was bringing now was something brand new. Right. Brand new. Right. So he had received the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he went out and started ministering. And I would say he ministered to the proportion that he understand from his personal testimony, his encounter with Jesus. Exactly. And I would 100% believe and agree that he grew on that revelation, mm-hmm. obviously, because the scripture tells us Amen. that he Amen. had further revelation with Jesus. Right. And and that's the thing, like with, uh, you know, Paul knew all the scriptures mm. and, but he was a Pharisee and, and he was opposed to the teachings of Jesus. But then when he encounters Jesus, that knowledge that he had accumulated in his religious upbringing. Yeah was then, you know, converted into true understanding. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's what, you know, um, because I think we have to be, and I loved how Pastor Zach uh, really, he really teased out the fine, the the differences between a good emphasis on teaching and a bad emphasis on teaching. You know, because a bad emphasis would be like, it's all about knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's all about like, you can figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Paul, before he's saved, he's living that out. Like, I know it all. I have figured it out. Yep. These people are wrong. Yep. <laughs> but then he encounters Jesus, and then he has understanding. And now that knowledge yes. becomes useful teaching yep. because it has to be enlightened by a mind that has been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, a spirit that um, has come into us to teach us and guide us into the truth. 
Well, this is really good, Luke, because this is kind of where I landed. I, I felt very, I think convicted is too strong, but I felt very like I was at pause on Sunday because I realized that as somebody who really feels a thrust to teaching, it means I'm a student first. And, and that's the thing I was realizing. Right. I can very much be that way where I'm all about like, oh, this is the way, this is the information. It's all right here. Mm-hmm. And I can miss, this is what Pastor Zach was saying. This is why the beauty of the teacher actually bringing you to that heart of the prophetic, mm-hmm. understanding the spirit. Right. And if I, I can have all this great teaching and I can have a little bit of understanding, mm-hmm. but if I don't have the prophetic and the spirit, because it's the letter that kills, it's the spirit that brings it. Right. And that's why I think it's important for those of us that find ourselves in a role that maybe um, gears itself towards emphasizing one of those gifts mm. to be equipped by all the other gifts. So good. Um, because if our if we are equipped with, you know, understanding the voice of the Lord and understanding the 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 prophetic gifting, which Paul tells us, like, I I want that you all seek prophecy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's something that we can all do. And that's how we get equipped when we understand that that unction by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then when when I'm teaching, I'm not just teaching for knowledge that's sake. Right. I'm teaching because um, I number one because it's it's I'm teaching what the Bible says. Yep. But I feel that the Lord wants us to park here mm-hmm. and to teach on this, mm-hmm. and it's not void of the of the the the, the Holy Spirit's leading. That's so that's good. the difference. It it is. It really is. And and you talked about it with the with the transformation of Paul that where he may have had knowledge, he moved into a place of understanding. Correct. And it was understanding by the regenerated spirit. Yes. So now with that with that gift and that understanding, you're still teaching, but you're doing it by the spirit. And yes. I would say that's one of the things that I love, shameless plug here, because we're in enrollment mm-hmm. season. That's one of the things I love about School of the Spirit. Oh, yeah. Is that we are focused. I was writing it down on my notes. I'm like, okay, this is, God is so awesome the way that he has orchestrated and set up this Bible and ministry training school mm-hmm. because it boils down to two things. The Bible, the Word, and the Spirit. Learning to know the truth of God's Word mm-hmm. and to walk by the Spirit. Right. Because right. we're not trying to learn anything new. We're trying to understand the Word that we've been given, and we're trying to walk by the Spirit. So it's like, right. I, again, I love it. It's so good because when you marry those two together, mm-hmm. then you're able to even have that gift of evangelism come out because you know when the Spirit is leading you to someone. Right, and 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 it's we it starts from day one. Yeah, it does. You know, this is the point. Yes. Yeah, I because and I and I love I oh, love so good. this. I love so this. Good. So we 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 exercise our giftings to the to the proportion that we have been equipped. Yes. The equipping continues uh, until we until we leave this earth. Okay. And and as we are equipped, then we find ourselves. You know, the Lord brings us into um, maybe ministries mm-hmm. or or different roles, or He brings people along to us that He's like, I know this is the this is a perfect match mm. for this person. You know, th- this is this is who they need, and and it and your life becomes so much more interesting yeah. when you understand it from this perspective, where it's like it is not about me anymore. Yeah, it's about me walking out um, the equipping that the Lord has brought into has has brought me into. Yeah, and I'm thinking of the you know the parable of the talents. Where Jesus gives out, um, um, Jesus, Jesus tells a story, and the master gives mm-hmm. out different differing values of money to different to different individuals, and that's what this is. Mm. And then we use those giftings, we use that knowledge, we use. 
the, you know, all these growing in hearing the Lord's voice and then acting on it. And then we grow in that. We get more and more and more. more. We get more. I love this point. I am just like, I almost stopped and fell out of my chair when you said the day one thing that Pastor Zach was bringing up. Because it dispels that whole idea yeah. that there is that you should arrive. You should have a POA. There mm-hmm. should be a point of arrival at some point where you know, now I'm equipped to go out here's and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my certificate. Yeah, here's my certificate. Here's all the things that say I'm ready. Right. And I have to say this. I, I always say it in class, uh, wherever I preach. I could have been born on a pew. I, I probably could count on two hands the number of t- Sundays that I have missed church in my life, even in a season of rebellion, because you just know that's what your parents say. You live in that house and you go to church. So I haven't spent a lot of time outside of church, you know, well, not going to church. I still spend plenty of time out there, but I'm just <laughs> saying I've always been in church. And I, the more I get to know the Lord, the more I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm constantly aware of what I don't know. And I miss the days where it was like that first interaction with Jesus where it's like, I don't care what I want. Don't know. I just want you to know him. Yeah. I don't care how ignorant I am. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know all of the Bible, but I just want you to know him. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing now, you know, oh, wow, there's so much I don't know. And I'm increasingly more aware of it. Right. But I have to keep that spirit of like, I don't need to get bogged down. We don't need to get bogged down with all the things that we don't know. Correct. How do we overcome? You already told us. We overcome by the blood of the lamb Mm -hmm. and the word of our testimony. Right. And it's not about what we don't know. Yeah. Right. We, what does it say in uh, second, is it second Corinthians? Yeah. Second Corinthians one. Yeah. Uh, We, we comfort with the same comfort that we have received. That's right. So that's right. As you are pastored, as you are taught, take in what you receive and understand that now that is yours to share and give and and walk in. Mm. And it's not by our power. Mm. Uh, but Satan will cause us to look at the deficit, like, oh, well, I'm not equipped in this area. Yeah. Or you're not, I'm not good at this, or I'm not good at that. And it's like, it's not about that. That's right. It's really not about that. It's about us stepping out with what we have. Mm-hmm. And Jesus teaches that principle. Like, I think of the boy with the, you know, the, the, the loaves and the fish. It was small, but what Jesus does with that. He, he multiplies that. That's right. So we bring whatever we have. It's good. And then we trust that the Holy Spirit will use what we have to, to um, create a, a, a larger harvest than we ever could have imagined. Absolutely. And, and even in terms of us going out with like, let's say, an evangelistic thrust, like mm-hmm. it's interesting how we've kind of come to this season of revelation that it's not really about us anymore. We're understanding as a body we need to be out there. We need to be sharing this good news. It's not about all of us gathering and just right. celebrating that we have it. Oh, we're so glad. Mm-hmm. We need to be out sharing these things. And as projects pop up with greenhouses or wherever we're involved in evangelistic movements like School of the Spirit going out, all these different experiences, we actually need to practice a place of submission to the Lord where we trust the Lord that the Holy Spirit will give us in that hour yes. what we are to speak yes. because it is the Holy Spirit who speaks mm-hmm. in us. Right, right. And if you want to be equipped with truth, read the Bible. Yeah. Everything goes back to knowing our Bible. Yeah. You know it, and then the Holy Spirit is like, "Okay, that's in that's in in your mind. I'm going to bring yep. that I'm going to bring that to your mind in this moment." That's how that's how that works. It so, really is. And, and cuz that's the truth, and we have to measure everything by the Bible. 100%. I was just reading last night John 14 and John 16, and Jesus talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit, and he says 
that when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will remind you of the things that I have said. Right. And he will show you things to come. Mm-hmm. And so when people are rattling off scriptures, I mean, some would do it and it may be a show, but when God is moving through somebody and you hear the word of God coming, bubbling up yes. out of them, you know that that's from time in the word that the Holy Spirit is just bringing up Correct. to make a connection. Correct. And that that should happen yes. to each and every one of us. Yes. And that's where that intimacy with the Lord mm-hmm. is so important. Right, right. And that's, and you know, I loved how, Pastor Zach said that a good pastor will bring you to a teacher. Um, and and I, I just want to emphasize that order. Yeah. Because you know, when we first come to the Lord or there are seasons where we're going through something yeah. or there's something from a trauma from our past or a certain sin struggle that that's in our life or a situation. And that's all we see. Mm. And so those that are gifted in pastoring help us to work through that with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And once, once those issues are resolved, then we can be in a better frame of mind to like, okay, well now here's the truth of the situation. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know like my, my tendency in the past as a more teacher um, oriented um, individual is, oh, I have the, I have the advice. Yeah. I, I, I have, I have the advice for your situation. And it's not that the, that I was wrong, but it's, Sometimes the experience that the person is in with the emotions or the pain or whatever they're going through, it can cl- that can cloud our mind from receiving the truth. Mm-hmm. So it's like that has to be dealt with. The enemy has to be, you know, put in his place and the peace of the Holy Spirit has to come. You know, it says that, you know, God's peace guards our heart and our mind. That's it. So when, when I have experienced the peace of God in my heart and mind, then now my mind is in a better place to learn the truth. So good. And then I am now equipped not only with the peace, but also the truth so that when the enemy comes back, I say, what you're saying is false. This is the truth. This mm. is what the word of God says. So, so good. it's like they go hand, to, hand in hand. But I really think it's cool how sometimes the progression has to be the pastoring first. Yeah. I 100% agree, and I think pastors share that place in our life where they they progress with us. You don't you don't you don't like check that pastor box and like okay I don't need you anymore. Right. There's this progression where they're there, they're watching. You know, John writes, "I have no greater joy than to see my children walk in truth." So, John, mm. if he has like that pastoral heart that's oh, yeah. coming through, and you're seeing it, it's like that pastor can be that parental type role to step back and say, wow, you're really flourishing under the teaching. You're really flourishing yeah. under the prophetic. And I can see you moving in the apostolic, like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I really do feel that the pastoral is a gift to the body. Like all of these are, but there is that sense of like, they don't have to just leave and abandon. It's that, you know, that progression no. is just there. They're with oh, you. Yeah. They're walking the oh, journey. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now like for me, like personal, yeah. personal, experience now that i have that understanding Mm. it's now on me to use that discernment when i'm walking through something with an individual yeah it's do they need truth or do i or do we have to do some some shepherding and soul care first before we get to the teaching part you're you're on fire today bro i am just like feeling it come off of you that is so important and one of the things we're going to see come up in our greenhouses i was going to say if it hasn't happened it will happen as we start to do life with one another one of the things we're going to instantly see depending on our bend cuz sometimes you know my my wife will say and even pastor zach has taught that one air of the prophetic uh 
in in terms of like where it can go off is it can become super critical. You you mm-hmm. have a revelation right. of something in somebody, and you can almost just use that in a negative way to make a prejudice and on them and how important it is to mm-hmm. really kind of harness that. Yeah. And so this is really interesting. If we think about sitting in a greenhouse and dialoguing with one another, we're all going to do life together. And like you said, sometimes a teacher can be like, oh, I got the answer for that. The word of God right. says this, and this is all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even asked the Holy Spirit. Like what you just said was so powerful. If we begin to ask the Holy Spirit, what does this individual need right now? Right. You know? And even with me, if I'm going before the Lord and I'm saying, okay, God, here's an area that you've been searching my heart and you've been revealing to me. What, what, it, what do I need right mm. now? Amen. How, how can you work in this area? Is it really that's going so, to be that? So good. That pastor, prophet, whatever it so is. So good. that's awesome. This is great. As we just kind of shift gears to close out the time together, are you, you enjoying your greenhouse? You're plugged in? Yes, yeah, so I'm in the Eckerson's greenhouse. I love um, it. Nate and Haley's. Uh, they're they're on vacation. So oh, we talked we're gonna, about yeah, this. Yeah, so we'll, we're going to start up at the end of the month. It's going to be it's gonna be really good. I'm really excited. We had our first meeting at my greenhouse last week. Cool. And who's, it was who's are you superb. In? I'm in the. Um, I don't even know who the leader. I know the leaders, <laughs> but I mean, I guess the over. We just got to get it all right here. Yeah. I think the overseers are. Uh, pa- uh, Dr. John and Maggie Littlefield. Oh, I know cool. it's at their house. Very it's cool. At their house. Very cool. And then our under shepherds would be J- uh, Jamal and Holly and Will and Lori. Oh, that's so. That's great. so great. It's been a great group. We all have kids. Yeah. Kids were running around the place. It was like this is how we do life. And it must be nice for you to show up to something. You don't have to run it. You just, uh, you just get to participate. One hundred percent grateful. Will pulled me aside and said, "Hey, this is the way it's going to be." And I said, "I love it. Thank you. Thank love you. That. Yeah, it's really awesome." I think that sometimes what, what I like about this is um, everybody's a real person. Mm-hmm. Every, we're all people. Right. We're all human. And we need all, we all need a place right. to do life together. And, and this is a perfect illustration <laughs> of the last point of Pastor Zach's message where he talks about work. Yeah. You know, is it, is it about being a professional, like mm-hmm. a professional Christ, Christian? Is it like only certain people are paid to do this? Yep. Or is it the other extreme where it's like, it's all about sacrifice mm. and I have to just keep making the sacrifice. And it's like, no, it's about, it's about function. Function, baby. And function flows out of health. Yes. And so for your personal health, you are participating in a greenhouse, but you're not part of the leadership. Yeah. But you're still participating. Yeah. So you're still, it's not that you're going to turn off that, you know, the giftings that the Lord gave you. But you're you're relieved of the work of yeah. having to oversee that. So good. That's so good. I told you, dude, you're a fire today, man. This is awesome. I love that point from Pastor Zach of the work and the toil versus the function, a natural function. Yeah. That that just speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, that we have to be walking with the Holy Spirit to know what is it, what is what am I supposed to be doing in each season of right. my life? Right. You know, because there are times where it's like, okay. You've been operating in this particular ministry in this particular way for X amount of time. Mm. Um, well, maybe the Lord wants to shift that and mm. and move you somewhere else. And then when you move, it also gives a space for somebody else to step in and you know for the Lord to use that that slot for for them. Yeah. So it's really cool, but it all takes sensitivity. It does. It does. I mean, even the things that we're talking about. I mean, that we can go any which way, and you know, the the whole point is to kind of break things down, get some dialogue going. Mm. Hopefully, you're chatting with people about the message, about the breakdown throughout the week, dialoguing, because it's, it's something that God is doing. It's not just a man up there preaching, whoever that is, or whoever mm-hmm. it may be, a man or a woman up there yeah. preaching and sharing. 
It literally is a word from the Lord that he's using to bring the body where he wants it. Right, right. And we're not just a student writing this down. That's right. I'm a participant receiving this. good. You know, we think of, you know, Jesus said, we're told to ask, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. So, and that's that's spiritual. um, And this is like spiritual bread that comes to us on Sunday. So good. That's so good. Well, it's about time that we pray and uh, kind of say la vie to everybody. So I'll pray today. Sure. Cool with that. Father, we just thank you for this time. We put our hearts out there before you, Lord. We've covered so much in our time today, and we just ask you to reveal what are the nuggets? What are the things that we need to lean into? What are the areas? Maybe there's an area of sensitivity this week. Maybe there's kind of a, a breach in a relationship because maybe we we went a little heavy on our gifting instead of asking you what was needed in a situation. So we pray for a sensitivity this week as we lean into you. And for areas of our own life, we ask you where our, uh, where, where our healing is going to come from. We know it comes from Jesus and all that he provided at the cross, but what, what type of growth are you looking for in us, in us this week? And how do you want us to receive that? So we yield to you, we submit, and we thank you for leading us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.